0: Hello there, folks, and welcome to Podcast of the Week. For this week, today is June 30th. I was going to do an episode last week from Paris with Ken. Ken was back from the Philippines for a couple of weeks before he goes back to the Philippines for another while. But we just never really got around to it. Plus, we were in, like, Airbnbs, and it was very warm. It was impossibly warm in Paris. It was warmer than warm should ever be. It was, like, over 35 degrees for the week. I'm not going to translate that to Fahrenheit for you American folks. Just go Google it. I could Google it, but you should go Google it. Self-empowering you. I'm I'm nice like that. But yeah, it was impossibly warm and we were busy doing stuff, so we never recorded an episode. Poor, and poor Ken will be in the Philippines until the end of August, so maybe we'll never record a podcast again. The weekend show's probably dead. Who knows? I haven't done an episode since what, January? Was January the last episode we did? Maybe earlier than that? I don't even remember. Either way, this is not The Weekend Show. This is Podcast of The Weekend. Tanner's back for the second episode in a row. We're still talking somewhat Nintendo stuff. We're talking about the SNES Classic, which was just announced this week, as well as a preview of the 2017 G1 Climax. We previewed last year's. I should go back and actually listen to see how I did with previewing things. I probably did quite badly. I don't think I predicted Omega to win. I, I think my prediction of my final and winner... Well, the winner prediction is 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 pretty good this year. Everybody's predicting Nito's going to win. It's hardly a, a revelation. But uh, my prediction of a final... It's probably a little out there. Well, not quite out there. It'd still be, like, a big match. It's not like I predicted a Toriano final. But still, nonetheless, next week we will hopefully, assuming all goes to plan, be talking a little CFL. That'll be fun. Watching some Canadian football. <laughs> sport of champions. But until then, you can listen to me and Tanner talk about the Super Nintendo Classic as well as the 2017 human one Climax. Welcome back to podcast of the week. Uh, we have we have news. We're do we're, we're doing a random episode with same things. Tanner, hi Tanner. I'm here. Tanner's here.
1: We're talking about uh,
0: two very separate, very unconnected things today. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, really? When you think about it, they're the most connected things.
0: Well, I suppose Kenny Omega probably played a lot of the games on the the SNES Mini, so that's the that's the through line.
1: Yeah. See, it's canonical.
0: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So yeah, the, we're going to talk about uh, G1 Climax 2007. What are we on, 26? Is it 26? No, 27. this is 27. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to preview all of the fun stuff there. But first, uh, two days ago, Nintendo announced that this Super Nintendo Entertainment System, mini classic, whatever it's called, depending on what your region is, is being released on September 29th.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm. Why don't you show this at E3 is kind of my big question.
0: That yeah, because they they weirdly like they just they didn't like have a big announcement. They didn't even like have a trailer or anything. It's it was just, a tweet. Yeah, they tweeted about it. Yeah, just just like I hey mean, I, I
1: like it from the standpoint of, I mean, so, sort of this quasi guerrilla marketing, kind of like what PWG does when they announce Bola entrance. No rhyme or reason for it. They're just like mm, Walters in it. Kind of like what Nintendo did with this.
0: Yeah, but let it be known, that tweet from Nintendo of America did do 32,000 retweets. So, Yeah, so, I mean,
1: they're doing something right.
0: They are doing something right. There is, there's less games. Uh, there was 13 games on the NES Mini. There is 21 on this one. 20 plus a bonus game. But like, Yeah,
1: but I would say this is a much stronger lineup.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if you take EarthBound alone, I'm pretty sure EarthBound in and of itself is probably longer than every game on the NES Classic put, the, put together.
1: Ooh, I would, yeah. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Probably.
0: So yeah, I th- i th- it is also more expensive. By the way, it's eighty bucks rather than the sixty. Was the last one sixty?
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the NES Classic was sixty. But honestly, with I mean, with this lineup of games, if you look at like what these games are going for, like on regular market, like eighty dollars is a steal.
0: Yeah, even if you look at like just compared to Virtual Console, which not all of these games are available on Virtual Console. Yeah, but if you look at just virtual console prices, you're getting them for a steal. And unlike the NES, Cla- NES Classic, the SNES Classic comes in the box with two controllers.
1: Yeah, which is nice. And the cords are five feet long, as which, opposed to three.
0: As I, I have, I have an NES Classic literally in front of me. And if I were to lean back in my chair, I'd knock it off the desk because the cord no. is so short.
1: Yeah, I I don't have one, so <laughs> let's fingers crossed I can get this.
0: Yeah. So you are you excited for this? You didn't get the NES one. I I got the, the the NES one as a gift. Are you more excited for this than the other one? Are you going to get it?
1: Yeah, I'm much more excited for the, the SNES Classic than I was the uh, NES Classic. Just because I mean, there's games on here that, like with the NES Classic. I mean, you have like your, you know, I don't even remember what was on it, but like it's kind of just an average run of games. Like here, you have like Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World, and like Super Mario RPG. I mean, just so many good games like Street Fighter 2 which you don't, don't have know, to pay
0: 40 bucks for this time
1: yeah I mean think about it you either play it on the Switch for 40 or you know get ha- get all of these games for 80 I mean Earthbound like it's, it's such a honestly I think they could have priced it at like $150 and I think relatively it's still a very cheap price for all these games
0: yeah I think I think in terms of like pure value for money you'll get more like way more play time out of this than you would the NES one because like the NES era uh, technology was limited games were shorter there were generally a lot of arcade ports and like you had like Super Mario Bros 1 2 and 3 you had The Legends of Zelda you had like some Mega Man stuff the original Final Fantasy which are bigger experiences but then you had stuff like Balloon Fight or Bubble Bobble or or those kind of games which you you'd kind of play all you need to play in a couple hours yeah if but that. here
1: like I mean, here, like you said, you have Earthbound and, like, Final Fantasy three, like, easily.
0: And, I mean, we haven't even talked about Star Fox 2. Yeah, there's, like, there's I, a new NES or SNES game. There's a, a a brand new SNES game being released in this thing. Thanks
1: to a Podcast A Day Slash Week correspondent Barry Ladd, we have confirmed that Star Fox 2 will be eligible for year-end uh, game awards.
0: I'm not sure it'll win any, but it is, yeah, it's it's never been released. It is a 2017 release. Yep, which is so that.
1: I mean, that's just excellent banter on yeah. Nintendo's part when you think about it.
0: It's like if there's a a shoot 'em up category, like best shoot 'em ups, this qualifies. If you don't know the story behind this game, this game was more or less finished back in the Super Nintendo era and then they cancelled it mostly because they believed that the visuals because it was 3D on a system that couldn't really entirely do 3D in the era when you had the PlayStation out which could do 3D a lot better and the N64 coming so they just cancelled it because they felt it wouldn't really hold up to the standards of the time and now literally 20 years later they're like hey Star Fox 2 how about we actually give that to people
1: yeah what I mean that alone is probably worth the 80 bucks
0: there's like there's like people you... that would probably pay eighty bucks to play Star Fox Two.
1: Yeah, I mean, isn't there like a like an emulator ROM rolling around that's allegedly the full game, but people aren't for sure because nobody's ever played the full game.
0: Yeah, it it wasn't translated, I don't think. So it was fan translated, and I don't think it was the like the final ROM. It was a work in progress ROM of some sort. So yeah. people people aren't sure how much of that is the full game. How how things change in, like, the last few months or, or year of development or whatever. So, it will be interesting. Like, I've never played the ROM. I've never played the original Star Fox on Super Nintendo. So, it yeah. will be interesting to see, you know... It's, like, it's a new game. It's, it's yeah, a, it's
1: a new it, game on, uh, you know, a celebration of this Super Nintendo. It's great. So, Gary, I want to get your opinion on something, because if I've seen one negative thing about the SNES Classic, no Chrono Trigger. Chrono, Like,
0: like I, I don't want to harp... On the games that aren't in this, because I think that does a disservice to the games that are in it. But, but if there's a one game, like you can you can quibble that maybe they should have included Donkey Kong Country 2 instead of Donkey Kong Country. But I don't love those games, no matter which one of them they are. Is that a hot take that I don't like the Donkey Kong Country games except the the newer ones?
1: <laughs> probably not. Or no, it probably is.
0: Yeah, it probably but Gary, is.
1: I'm here for it.
0: But but like the the one game the, the game that like I'd give up. I want to say pretty much every game on this list. Like if you were to say you could have you could lose Super Mario World, but get Chrono Trigger, I'd say deal.
1: Ooh, see, like there's a few games on here that I'm like you could probably easily get rid of.
0: Well, yeah, but like, you could say oh F Zero's gone for Chrono Trigger, but that does That's like
1: <laughs> yes. But then but then people would be like, where's F Zero? Yeah. So I, I think in most people's scenarios, they would probably just want 22 games on this thing.
0: Yeah, and you, but... you, you, you don't know what's gone into this, because like, Super Nintendo games are bigger than and, than NES games, so you probably can't fit as many in the smaller box. And then there's like licensing concerns, because there's three games on this list that are licensed from Square Enix already. That's Final Fantasy III, Super Mario RPG, and The Secret of Mana. So, there there might have been licensing concerns. Square Enix might not have wanted to put it in there for one reason or another. You, you never know what's going on behind the scenes. It's not just a case of, well, they didn't want to put it in there. Or that, it, well, it might be. But, you, you never know. But yeah, if there's if there's one game, as I said, like, if you were to say Legends of, L- Legend of Zelda Link to the Past or Chrono Trigger, I'd say, give me Chrono Trigger.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it just kind of seems like, I don't want to say a misstep, or, <laughs> like... I don't know, because I feel like Nintendo. If there was a company that was clueless but also not clueless at the same time, it would be Nintendo. I wonder if they just realize how much people, even today, are still like attached to OG Chrono Trigger.
0: I think they do. Like they I that mean, they, surely. They re- yeah, they released that game on DS. You know, they did that big re-release. Uh, like it was on Wii Virtual Console, but never Wii U Virtual Console. So, like, I think they know that that's like revered as one of the greatest video games of all time, and it is rightfully so. It yeah. is one of the greatest video games of all time. And like as I said, it's it's the one little like. As, I don't want to harp on it because like the twenty games on this list are some of the greatest video games of all time as well. Yeah. But, but Chrono Trigger, I just wanted Chrono Trigger in there. <laughs> I wonder. It would have been
1: interesting. From a, Just from a standpoint of, you know, my morbid... Like, a real Sophie's choice. If Nintendo was like, okay, you can either have Earthbound or you can have Chrono Trigger. Ooh,
0: that's because they're so different. I know,
1: they're so different, but, you know, like, if you want to go back to being revered as the greatest game of all time, those are two games that are kind of revered Yeah, as top-tier games. So, I, I like, I wonder if you take a fan poll, or I wonder if that's... I don't want to say that's what happened, but I wonder like, if internally that's where they were like, okay, we have room for one really big game, we can't fit both of them, or else we would have to cut like five games. Yeah. I like, wonder if they're like Earthbound or Chrono Trigger in Earthbound 1L.
0: If you look at this list, Final Fantasy VI is a, a big, huge RPG earthbound is a big huge rpg secret of mana is a big huge rpg and super mario rpg is a big huge rpg so there's already four like big rpg experiences on this system so they're like can we squeeze in a fifth if we squeeze in a fifth which one do we cut i would say secret of mana is most disposable out of that bunch but people love that game and it's a multiplayer game as well and it's on a system that comes with two controllers so that's what might have kind of swayed their 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 thinking but Again, there's a lot of things that go into selecting 21 games to put on the system.
1: Yeah, so I mean, overall, I I think it's a great lineup. I mean, like I, I mean, besides the chrono
0: trigger thing, like I I don't think you could have got any better for this. No, they- I don't. I don't think they really missed anything else. Like as I said, you can you can have some minor quibbles. You could be like, oh, they they left out frickin'... I'm looking at the list, I can't even come up with a game they left out, like Mortal Kombat or something, I don't know. Which was which is a Microsoft game now, so of course it wasn't gonna be on it. But Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll we'll go through the list so people know. Contra Contra Tree the Alien Wars, which is a game I have never played.
1: Never yeah, never played it either. Garrett, I'm just gonna go ahead and preface by saying I've played three games on this list.
0: Oh god, which which ones? I've played Super
1: Mario World. Super Mario Kart and Street Fighter 2.
0: My god, this this <laughs> this will be a revelation for you. <laughs> Cuz uh, how many have I I am a gamer. Yeah. I played Earthbound, I played Final Fantasy 6, I played A Link to the Past. I've played Super Mario RPG, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World. So I played a good 8 or 9, which is uh, still probably pretty low for like the Super Nintendo games.
1: I mean, again, I was born in 95, didn't start gaming till the 2000s. I, I never even had a SNES. I think my older brother had a SNES, but that would have been, like, when I was born. Like,
0: you don't let a six-month-old
1: child play with a SNES.
0: Yeah. Donkey Kong Country, the first one, which is interesting. Like, they had the all three Mario games on the the NES one. Which again, it it's it could just be a space concern. You don't know like how much they can fit onto because like I it, mean, it's
1: probably a cost versus space thing. They were like, okay, how much can we feasibly charge for this thing? How many are we going to make? Are we just going to make fifteen again?
0: Well, they they have committed to to say they've said like they made I think about two point five million NES classics, and they, I I never saw like legit never saw one in a store anywhere. No, they were gone before you could get them. But they made 2.5 million of those, and they, they have said that they are going to make considerably more than they did the NES Classic. They, they've, they've outright said it's only until Christmas. We're not making any more before the, after then. But we're going to make more than we did of the NES Classic.
1: I hope so. Because, again, I mean, I, I, I want it.
0: Yeah. We, we mentioned Earthbound, which is, like, one of the most brilliantly weird games of all time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I never even played it, so.
0: <laughs> and it, it is kind of mad that like for years and years and years, people were like, "Nintendo, re-release Earthbound, re-release Earthbound," and they re-released it on Wii U, then they they re-released it on New 3DS, and now it's coming out in this. So now you, you yeah. can't get too much Earthbound.
1: Yeah, it's weird because for years, like you couldn't you couldn't even find anything about like Earthbound or the Mother series like in the West. Like, I remember, like, when the the Amiibo came out for that were tied with Smash Brothers, people were like, this is, like, the first thing, really, not ever, but, like, one of the first things you can buy in the West that's, like, actual Earthbound merchandise. Yeah. Which is incredibly odd to think about that that happened in what your, those Amiibo come out in 2015.
0: Yep. The, the only yeah. thing you'd see Earthbound-related in the West is Ness and Smash Bros.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's literally it.
0: Though, by the way, the Japanese version doesn't have Earthbound.
1: Wait, there's a difference in the in the games.
0: Yeah, the the European and American lineup is the same, but the Japanese version has has some some differences. Like, there's there's four differences. It, uh, I I can't remember the exact games it doesn't have, but one of them it doesn't have is Earthbound. It uh, it does have a Fire Emblem game in there, and I think um, Tetris Attack is one of the games it has as well. But yeah, it, uh, I would have thought like Earthbound is a big loss, especially for Japan.
1: Yeah. It'd be funny if they gave the Japanese one, a uh, Chrono Trigger.
0: Uh, that would, uh, that would cause riots. <laughs> oh yeah, there would be people, like,
1: importing it for like $200. Yeah. Just to play Chrono Trigger.
0: Actually, that, that's another interesting, like, the, the European version and the Japanese version and the American version, like, the games change, but the, the visual changes as well.
1: Yeah, it's drastic, drastically different and on par with, uh, current, uh, climate of the country the US one is vastly less superior than yeah. the other two
0: because the, the design is differed from the regions back in the day so in order to may, remain true to the spirit of the system each region is getting the, the replica of its own design which is the kind of thing that only costs them money to do yeah because you think it would be cheaper just to produce one version of this mm-hmm.
1: just like, give us the European one and we're good
0: <laughs> with the, the lovely colorful buttons rather than the weird purple ones yeah there's Final Fantasy 3 which is Final Fantasy 6 but it was released as Final Fantasy 3 in the US because they thought the other ones were too hard you didn't know that
1: I didn't know that How- so hold
0: on I, I played
1: Final Fantasy 3 on the DS I didn't beat it but I played it before did I play this Final Fantasy 3 on DS or did I play uh, the Japanese
0: Final Fantasy 3 you played the Japanese Final Fantasy 3 the one on DS is mm-hmm. the original Final Fantasy 3 the actual Final Fantasy 3
1: Okay, and this so Final Fantasy three here is Final Fantasy six. Now, in the, on the Japanese one, is it called Final Fantasy six? Uh, I assume so. It would make I very mean, little, surely that... it would make very very little sense to call it Final Fantasy three over
0: there. Yeah, I would think so. I, well, it's confusing already to call it Final Fantasy three here. Well, they got they got to stick with the it's it's the Super Nintendo, Tanner. You got to stick with the original branding. I guess there's F Zero, which I've never been a big F Zero guy, but people like it yeah people I, I mean good good inclusion two kirby games superstar which is uh, a pack of eight games isn't it uh well it it was
1: released in europe as kirby fun pack so i'm gonna guess
0: yes which is a co-op kirby's dream course which is a weird kirby golf game where kirby is the golf ball
1: yeah i want to play both these kirby games People, Love people, me some Kirby.
0: People always get mad. It's like, why is there two Kirby games? It's like, because Kirby is great. Get over yourself. Yeah,
1: Kirby is great. There's not enough Kirby games, in my opinion. That's not even being sarcastic or facetious. Literally not enough Kirby games.
0: There's The Legend of Zelda a Link to the Past, which is one of the greatest games ever. Never played it. You, never, you wouldn't know, because you've never played a Zelda game before Breath of the Wild, of which you've only played five hours.
1: Oh my god, it's almost ten. Gary, I want to get back to Breath of the Wild, so next time I come on this podcast, I won't be embarrassed by you constantly just badgering me about
0: not playing Breath of the Wild. You know what I want you to do? I want you to play it with a timer on to see how long it takes for you to play for that timer to take over to 10 hours. And I want you to prove it. Prove it's nearly 10 hours. Okay. I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mega I'll Man do X, that. Mega Man X is, is a Mega Man game.
1: Yeah. I, I've I've never had any big attachment to Mega Man, so... I yeah. kind of don't care. This is—I'm probably the worst person to do this with.
0: Come, like I never played any of these games. But that's—that's kind of the fun thing about this, though, because you've never played any of these games. That's—that's that's why this thing exists. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to grab one. Ho- yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you will, because your pre-orders haven't gone up yet.
1: Nope. I apparently I read a press release that apparently the U.S. just isn't going to get pre-orders. That they're just going to release day one in stores. and It's going to be like a good luck lads.
0: That would be that would be madness.
1: It would be, but I'm fully prepared to wait in line at GameStop.
0: Tanner's just going to camp for the, for the rest of his life outside GameStop. I'll do it. Just, I will
1: camp between now, let's see, today's June 28th, I'll camp for three months.
0: Because I'm pretty sure these are developed by, Nintendo have a, whatchamacallit, an emulation studio in France, I want to say? It's their, their European folks, because I think the, the development of the system is being handled by Europe, which is probably why Europe had a act together as opposed to America. I mean, makes sense. Anyway, we'll, we'll go through the rest of these games much quicker. Star Fox, Star Fox 2, Street Fighter 2, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and then we start hitting heavy hitters. Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Metroid, and a Super Punch-Out!!
1: There should be, I think every SNES game should have had Super in the title. You should have had Super Star Fox, Super Kirby Dream Course. I mean, like, Super Donkey Kong Country, Super Earthbound, Super Kirby Superstar. (laughs) Oh, man, that would have been good.
0: It is interesting that uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, and F-Zero were games that were produced using the the FX chip. And they never re-released them on Virtual Console because of that. And they seem to have worked that out.
1: I didn't know that, Garrett. But that was a very fun fact.
0: I'm I'm unleashing all of the fun facts in you,
1: Garrett. You always have fun facts. It's it doesn't even matter if it's on Twitter or on podcasts. You're always hitting us with uh with fun facts, and I appreciate it.
0: So yeah, this as you said, I I don't know why they didn't reveal this at E3. It would have been an easy win. Yeah, but alas, I suppose it might have raised like people going like, "Where's Virtual Console?" It's like it's right here. It's eighty bucks. Buy it. Ah, uh, that is true
1: i mean that could have been reason but on the other hand and like and this has been rumored for what probably about a month and a half now Eurogamer was like hey nintendo's doing this is coming out this year and everybody's like no they're not apparently they are here's my question garrett will we get an n64 classic mini next year
0: do you think there's enough games for an n64 classic
1: mini do I think there's enough? I think there's more than enough games.
0: I think the N64 library is better than the SNES's. That is an absurd take, and it's very wrong. Go on, name 20 uh, N64 I games. I can't name
1: 20 off the top of my
0: head, but I know Pokemon
1: Stadium and Pokemon Stadium 2 and Pokemon Snap are three of the best games of all time.
0: A big problem with the the N64 one is that a lot of classic N64 games were rare games of which Nintendo doesn't own the license to anymore.
1: Mm, maybe they'll sort it out. So they, or just
0: give me a new Pokemon Snap. So they can't put we, Gold, yeah they can't put Golden Eye on there. They can't put Banjo Kazooie on there. They can't. Put well, Conk listen, GoldenEye bad is Thursday. a bad game. So, well, it's it's aged badly. I think there's a difference.
1: I think it was bad in the early 2000s when I played it.
0: As opposed to most Super Nintendo games, which actually have aged remarkably well.
1: Yeah, but Pokemon Stadium, one of the best games of all time. Nintendo, give me a re-release, please.
0: Yeah, you, you don't care about your core Pokemon RPG coming to the Switch. Nope.
1: You want your Pokemon Give me stadium. stadium. Give me Stadium. Give me those damn silly, you know, mini-games with Lickitung eating hot food. I want it.
0: Uh, so, yeah, this is coming September 29th. I have mine pre-ordered because I'm not a noob.
1: Well, Garrett, some of us don't have the luxury of living in Ireland.
0: In fairness, I, I was saying this beforehand. I, I took a nap yesterday, or Tuesday. No, Monday. I took a nap on Monday. I know days. <laughs> I was uh, I was I was just going along with it. I'm like, yeah, today is Thursday. It no, makes sense. <laughs> it checks out. But yeah, I took a nap. I woke up two hours after this thing was announced, strolled onto Amazon and pre ordered it. So if you miss this, that's on you.
1: Yeah, it does it does feel like just from what I've seen from people in Europe, if you want one and are on the ball about it, you're gonna be able to get one. I hope that's the case for the US. Like as long as you're just aware that this is a thing. And you want to pre-order it, you're, you'll be able to get your hand uh, on it.
0: Yeah, it's not a like if if it was up for like two hours on Amazon, that's not a sit- Switch situation where we're pre-order or where like like stock goes up and it's gone within like three minutes.
1: Yeah, well, that's still the Switch situation.
0: It is, but we have Switches, Tanner. That's all that matters.
1: We both do have Switches, and I've noticed lately that more people are getting Switches in our circle.
0: Yeah, it's inter- it's interesting that the people who skipped the Wii U are now jumping on board the glorious Nintendo Switch
1: yeah i'm telling you you know what it is mario Rabbids. that's and it, it looks great i'm, I'm it not does, it looks fantastic garrett i said on the podcast for e3 preview i don't even remember if we did an e3 preview we did a review um yeah we did a review but i even said hey mario Rabbids, this game looks awesome and then they revealed it and everybody was like yeah it looks pretty good
0: yeah so suck it and that's that's coming out in august so nintendo have yeah, heavy hitters coming all year
1: I mean, really, when you think about it, yeah, like September is like quietly a very loaded month for them.
0: Yeah, they have a Metroid. At the end of mm-hmm. August is a is a a Mario Rabbit's game. There's a Pokemon uh, Pokemon tournament is coming in September as well. So. Yep, yep. I mean that whole last like we can just pretty much say that last half of the year
1: is loaded for them.
0: Yeah, like as as I said last time like just on 3ds alone they have a mario pikmin metroid pokemon and fire emblem game out this year
1: like yeah it's, that's insane yeah and the 3ds was supposed to die this year yeah,
0: yeah. they have Which key is entries in all of nearly all of the main nintendo franchises coming this year to 3ds Yeah, and it's no animal to die. crossing well, No animal crossing it'll come in time tanner
1: We'll get there. We'll get there. But no, did you see... I'm totally going to talk about the Switch real quick. Do you see where the Switch is currently, like, outselling the PlayStation, you know, like, this far... Like, so, the Switch has been out for almost four months. The Switch is outselling the PlayStation 4 did in Japan right now. Like, I think there's already been, like, a million sold units of the Switch in Japan or something crazy.
0: Which is pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. So, Good stuff. Because I'm pretty sure, I don't know how many they wanted to sell by the end of this year, but I'm pretty sure they're going to smash that goal, unless they said something stupid like 100 million.
0: Well, I think they're aiming for 10 by the year's end. Oh, yeah, I would think that. I mean, they sold what? Three in March? Yeah. So, yeah. And you think we still have a Mario game to come in, in, in the fall? Assuming stock keeps up with Splatoon coming in, God, three weeks now.
1: Yeah, Splatoon, three weeks. And ARMS has been selling, uh, Pretty well as well. It sold like a quarter million units.
0: Arms apparently it was like the the best selling non licensed fighting game in Japan in like the last decade. Sure, I believe it. So that means it sold better than Street Fighter Five. It sold better than Tekken. Yeah. Oh no, I, I like I'm
1: pretty sure it did that in the U.S. I think it sold better than Street Fighter Five and Tekken. I don't. Well, I don't want to say Tekken, but definitely Street Fighter Five.
0: Arms is the real king of fighting games. It is. Springman
1: hype. I just need to know, is Max Brass Springman's dad? Everybody get it trending on Twitter. Hashtag, is Max Brass Springman's dad. They do have similar quiffed hair. Well, did, did you see uh, I tweeted in that, and he tweeted me something? That, I don't know, he, his Twitter is so weird, just because, like, people like shit on his Twitter all the time. Like, I still get, like, one notification a day of somebody liking that tweet where he was like, something about Mario. But relating to ARMS, I'm like, my goodness. Like, still. And it was like two weeks ago. It was right after E3.
0: You're you're getting those numbers rolling in.
1: Yep, getting those numbers just rolling on in.
0: Uh, I suppose Pivot. Uh, A fairly substantial right turn away from Nintendo to G1 Climax 2017, which is coming up in a couple of weeks.
1: I'm I'm doing my New Japan catch up right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get there, Garrett. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. So July seventeenth is the kickoff. There is the Long Beach shows in the first and second, and we mm-hmm. we have our blocks. We have our matches. We have our our freaking competitors. They they slowly rolled them out so we could wildly speculate about what they wouldn't wouldn't do.
1: We don't have our undercard yet, which I'm a little peeved about because I mean that's one of my favorite parts of the G one is just some of the random undercard matches they they throw on some of these shows. Just some tags. Some like yeah. Some tags are, like, a, like I think last year they did, like, a Nakajima versus David Finley. It's like, yeah, give me
0: more of that. Can we talk about, like, if, if we're talking about, we talked about Chrono Trigger as the biggest exclusion from the G1. I think David Finley is the biggest exclusion, or Chrono Trigger is the biggest exclusion from the, <laughs> the, 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 the SGA. Chrono Trigger for G1! <laughs> I would love that. But Dave Finley <laughs> should be in the bloody
1: G1. Uh, I mean, theoretically I agree with you, but who does he
0: replace? Uh, kick out uh, Tamponga
1: i think you have to have tama in it do you though i think you do so, i mean listen I, I i mean i don't really like Tama tonga that much like not a big tama fan but i think for political reasons i think he has to be on that and technically technically speaking david finley i believe is still a young lion is he he's been a champion I, champion uh young lions don't win belts I I agree with that, but, like, I'm pretty sure, like, he's talked about going on excursion. Really? <laughs> I think so. Surely he can't go on excursion. I don't excursion. want to say I'm bullshitting you, but I feel like I've read that somewhere. Because they kind of bumped him up to heavyweight as well, didn't they? Uh, he, yeah, he, I like, I was watching some David Finley earlier today, or no, yesterday, I'm like, wow, he is, like... Getting significantly bigger. Like he was like when he was in Best of the Super Juniors, however long ago that was, two or three years ago, he was like super scrawny. But now he's like, he's he's a big lad. He is.
0: I I, I love Dave finley He's great.
1: Oh no, he's a fantastic professional wrestler.
0: So uh, A Block has Bad Luck Fale, Hiroki Goto, Koda Ibushi, Tomohiro Ishii, Togi Makabe, Yuji Nagata, Tatsuya naito Zack Saber Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Yoshihashi. I mean, it's a, it's a stacked uh, A-block.
1: And uh what 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 storylines are you expecting in A-block here? I mean, obviously you have, it's Nagata's last G1. So he'll lose all his matches. We so he's going to gonna lose all his matches, except, well, who's he facing final day? Let's see. Who's he facing on A-block final day? He's facing, oh, Bad Luck Fale. I could see them having Bad Luck Fale getting screwed out of the finals by Yuji Nagata. I, th- I think gotta will win two matches. See, like I don't know. Like last year, I thought they were going to tell a story with Tenzan where he was going to be in, but like I think he won his first two matches and literally lost the rest of them. Yep, and you like thought... he he beat like Ishi and somebody else, and then lost every other match.
0: Yep, and you you would have thought going into the best of the Super Juniors that. They were gonna do the same thing with Liger, and then he lost all his matches too.
1: <laughs> yeah, Liger literally lost every match, but I think he beat Tai Chi. I don't know; I haven't
0: caught up yet. So. He beat Tai Chi in the last day, yeah, to to yeah. redeem himself. Yeah, so but it's Tai Chi, so who cares? Yeah, I think the most interesting A Block story will be Zack Saber Junior.
1: I'm I'm excited for his G1 because I mean, there's so many like guys here. Obviously, he's I, I don't think he's ever wrestled any of them in singles action or in tag action. Or no, he's he faced Naito last year.
0: And
1: he, he wrestled at, Gato as well. Did he wrestle? Oh, yeah, he did that. I'm not there yet. That's why I don't know that. But, um, yeah, like, I'm excited to see, like, how he does with Tanahashi or the the forgotten uh, Cruiserweight Classic Final, him and Ibushi.
0: <laughs> so, the, we didn't want to sign contracts, Cruiserweight Classic, yeah, Classic Final. Yeah,
1: or, like, see what the hell he does with Bad Luck Fale. I don't, and this isn't even, like, a weird take, I don't feel like, but I love Bad Luck Fale. He brings something different to this tournament that other people don't. Yeah, like I watched his New Japan Cup match yesterday with between him and Michael Elgin. The match was fun as hell. It's just two big guys just running into each other. Like I, I think Bad Luck Fale is more capable of having a good match with Makabe in this tournament than probably
0: literally anybody else. They have worked together a lot.
1: Yeah, so like, and that's not. I'm
0: not saying Bad Luck Fale is the best wrestler in A Block by no means. But in I fact, think he he's is. Actually, no, I was going to say he's the worst. Togi Makabe is probably the worst wrestler in A block. I would say Makabe is the worst, yes. Which is... yeah. But, like, but then has... I
1: watched the match with him in it yesterday. Not bad. He's a good tag wrestler in 2017. He is He is a uh, very fun tag wrestler. I will give him that.
0: But, like, Zack against Yuji Nagata is going to be so much fun.
1: Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, that match is going to be a blast. I mean, any... And then, like you have like pretty big matchups. I mean, we get another Ishi Naito match. I don't think they've ever ever had a bad match with each other. Ishi Goto, uh, Ishi Abushi, Ishi Tanahashi. I mean, Ishi is lined up to have
0: like a, a I don't want to say all timer, but a great G one. He does this every year where he's like he's phenomenal. He's he is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and people just kind of forget about him. Yeah, well, like, this year I've noticed on a bunch of match cards,
1: like, he's just kind of been hidden in tags all year. And, like, tagging with, you know, Yano. So, like, there's not really the room for you to shine that much. Like, I think his, I mean, he obviously has the two Omega matches and, like, a Shibata match. And the Sonata match, that got a lot of hype. But, like, other than that, he's just kind of been tagging with Yano all year. So, and then, I mean, you're going to have this. He's facing Matt Riddle the week before in Ref Pro. So, I mean, he's, uh He's going to have quite a uh, summer.
0: And, of course, we have Kota Ibushi in A block. So, like, Kota against everybody. Great fun. Uh, you know what? I'm super hyped for Ibushi against Yoshihashi.
1: I'm really excited for Yoshi. I think Yoshihashi matches up a lot better with this block than he did with last year's block that he was in. Because he was in there with Omega and, like, Yano, I think. And it it was just a bunch of people that, like, it, it didn't really click. But this year, like... I think Yoshihashi Tanahashi is going to be a banger, so um, I, I'm excited. Yeah, who, who does who does Yoshihashi beat? Uh, I think he gets like three wins. I don't know who he beats. I mean, he'll beat Nagata. I think he'll be.
0: Uh, <sighs> I see. I think he'll get a win over either Naito. Ibushi or Tanahashi, I think. I think he'll be like that big. Like, I do think Zach is going to beat Tana on night one to set up the whole yeah. Tana like shaky. Oh, will he start well? And then he comes firing back. He he kind of does that every year, but he it does works. it every year. Yeah,
1: I, I think the same thing happens between Ibushi and Naito. I think Ibushi beats Naito on night one as well.
0: So, do we think Naito is
1: winning this block? I think so. Uh, B block's a lot more unpredictable, but I think. I think A block is Naito's for the taking. Although I said that last year about Shibata in what, whatever block he was in. And then we got an Omega Godo final, which nobody predicted. So And it totally ruled. And it was awesome,
0: yeah. Poor God, but it's a hard time. It's fantastic. Yeah. He,
1: uh, he has to be in there with certain... like There's certain guys I don't want to see him in there with just because I know it's going to be boring. But like, this is a very good block for him. Yeah. Like He's going to have a good match with pretty much everybody in this block
0: to rules love godo i hope he yeah. wins i'm um I, I want Godo to win the g1 and win the iwp chapter title and finally have his his story his wow his,
1: his final win Wow, uh, Garrett. you see you're going a little bit too far yeah because well no one predicted kenny omega last year i mean true so i mean very possible i mean and it's not like Godo's like a you know like significantly below like i would say other than Nino and tanahashi he's like Third tier here. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously Abushi from a mark standpoint, but from a what New Japan has been doing with their guys standpoint, Goto like you know third in the pecking order here. So it's not like Goto couldn't play sl- you know sleeper or something.
0: So how do we think Ibushi does? Because like you've kinda, you kind of you kind of can't plan around Abushi because he's called Ibushi. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so weird. Like I think I think the plan. From what from what I think, I think Ibushi Omega is I said think like twelve hundred times. Ibushi Omega, I believe, is gonna be the Wrestle Kingdom match. Makes sense. Next year. I don't I think it's gonna be for the IC title. I think Ibushi's gonna beat Tanahashi here, set up a intercontinental championship match for whatever paper you know, King of Pro Wrestling, whatever. is gonna beat Tanahashi for the title. And then that's going to give you know get us to Omega Ibushi. But then you would have to think Ibushi probably needs to do fairly well in this tournament. So if you give Ibushi wins over Naito and Tanahashi, which I believe is going to happen, who do you have him lose to? That doesn't make him look bad. Like you can't have him lose to like Nagata. Or as much as I love Yuji Nagata, but you can't have him lose to Yuji Nagata. Well, yeah so i mean it's it's interesting and like could ibushi make the finals i guess he could like are are new japan going to give us the ibushi omega final like that would be absolutely batshit insane but you know it's possible like i don't know there's four guys in a block i could realistically see winning it it's tanahashi goto ibushi and naito
0: do you really like do you really see goto winning it (laughs) goto
1: would definitely be fourth but out of the uh other five competitors in this goto has a better chance than them i mean i, th- I think if you really want to boil it down to as it, tanahashi abushi or naito's i still think it's going to be naito's
0: yeah or at least like naito's nearly definitely getting to the final you'd
1: think yeah i mean i, I would think so i i mean if we want to just talk about who's going to win the g1 i think naito in my opinion is probably going to win it well everyone does though <laughs> that's the problem yeah yeah, that that is the problem. And again, last year everybody was certain
0: Shibata was winning this shit, so you know. Yep. B Block: Michael Elgin, Evil, Satoshi Kojima, Kazuchika Okada, Kenny Omega, Juice Robinson, Sanada, Minoru Suzuki, Tamatonga, and Torriano.
1: So a lot of people were talking about how A Block was significantly a more stacked lineup than B Block. And while I agree that A Block is a stronger lineup,
0: B Block is a hell of a good lineup. It's less star heavy, and I think that almost makes it more interesting.
1: Yeah, that, that's my thing, because I think it's a lot more unpredictable here. Like, I mean, I don't, like, it's so weird just from the standpoint of, like, last year's G1. Like, I don't remember the blocks, but there or just for the past several years, there's been one block that's been significantly more stacked than the other. I feel like this year, in terms of in-ring, we're about as even as you could have got. Without, I mean... Take, I mean, again, like you said, take Tonga out of it and put somebody else in it. Or take Makabe out of it and put somebody else in. But
0: And Tonga will have decent matches. He had some good yeah. matches last year.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I'm sure him and Okada is probably going to be really good. Just like Okada versus just about anybody in singles.
0: And, like, B-Block has Big Mike, who will deliver four-star matches with a good, like, six people in this block. Yeah. And, like, Evil will deliver, Sanada will deliver, Omega and Okada will deliver, Kojima will be super interesting, like, he he was out of last year, so he comes into this year as a little more fresh, which will make him a little more interesting. There's Yano, who will be entertaining for, like, his first three or four matches and then be really boring after that.
1: Yeah, I noticed you didn't mention Suzuki.
0: I'm, you see, I don't like Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> Ah, Gary! <laughs> like that is that is. I think that's my hottest pro wrestling take. That I'm just not a big fan of Minoru Suzuki.
1: It's actually a lot less hot take now than it was even like two years ago when he was in Noah. I like. I mean, I love Suzuki. I get that his you know his bread and butter is not for everybody. Like I understand that limb work doesn't interest a ton of people, or or I, not a ton of people, but does interest some people. I get it. I feel like the G one. Is a tournament he can excel in. There's a stri- there's a 30 minute time limit as opposed to the 60 that he usually gets for 45 in title matches. I think the 30 minute time limit is going to work out really well because Suzuki can work a hell of a 15 minute match. Um, that's based around like striking and brawling as opposed to let me sit and work on your leg for 10 minutes. So I, I- I'm very excited. And plus, there's guys in here that he's never even. Uh, get in the ring with like I mean obviously Omega is going to be a huge match uh, it, both uh, Los and Gobernables I probably just butchered that but it's not an evil those matches are going to be great I don't, I'm very excited for Suzuki's uh, G1, especially because Suzuki and Omega's working in Corakin, which if you remember correctly the last big foreigner that Suzuki worked in Corakin AJ Styles that match was kind of good I I thought it was alright Garrett, like,
0: I don't, I don't even know if this is a joke. That's the thing. The two like big Minoru Suzuki matches people always talk about is that Tanahashi title match and the Styles mm-hmm. G one match, and I don't really like both of them.
1: Oh my god, Garrett, you're killing me. I'm killing. I know. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, and that AJ Styles matches. I mean, it's like match of the decade type shit. That match is great. Still, and you know, like you know me, I love AJ, but Minoru Suzuki just doesn't do it for me. Wow! 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 I, I I think I think he'll I think he'll do fine in this tournament. I think he'll be good.
0: Yeah. the the big sleeper the 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 one who I'm really excited to see here is
1: Juice. Oh yeah, I'm really I'm very happy that Juice got. He's been really good this year. From I've I've been watching a lot of the uh, like ten man tags he's been doing with like you know Nido and the lads. Like he's been really good this year, and I'm very happy to see him getting. a shot in the G1, especially, like, him on Okada is probably going to be, you know, insane, and him him
0: versus everybody is probably going to be at least fun. Yeah, and, like, this kind of tournament is perfect for someone like him, because he'll have a losing record coming out of it, there's literally no denying that. Oh, yeah. But he'll have these great matches with the top talent in the company, and he'll be elevated by association.
1: Yep. Yep. Which is... And plus, they don't... And plus, there's not really a big... I mean, outside of Omega... And I mean, I, it's so weird. Cause I I don't even count like Fale and Tonga as foreigners anymore. Just because, I mean, they're they're like New Japan guys to me. Like I understand that they're not Japanese, but they're not they're New Japan guys. They don't seem like outsiders. Juice still has a tinge of outsider on him. I think, and and this is the tournament that really gets him. You know, New Japan. Like when you think of Juice, you don't think of former NXT guy. You think of Juice, the New Japan guy.
0: Yeah. As I said about Yano, people like people are always like he serves an important role in the tournament, and I think that is true to a degree. But mm-hmm. like by the time you get into like day fifteen, it's like I don't want to watch another Toriano match for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's
1: it's always the weird thing with Yano that he always I like the first three or four days of the tournament again like great like I would say borderline great matches. He had I think two great matches with AJ Styles yep. the years AJ were in the tournament like legit great, not like comedy great. And and this year I think he's kind of lined up for the same thing because if you look at his first couple of days, like he's wrestling Okada the first B block night in Korikan, like that match is probably going to be fantastic. Do you think he upsets him? And... <sighs> I think he beats Omega or Okada here, All right. I think he has to beat one of them just for for block's sake. I don't I don't know if it's I don't know if you have Okada lose to Yano in the first night. It's Ugh... Though, uh, it is Yano-Suzuki on the last night, isn't it? It is. I, I I think... Now, I really... I honestly think Suzuki may make the final. I think he has a very heavy chance, and I think a Naito-Suzuki final would be absolutely fire. But I think Yano plays spoiler to Suzuki on that final night.
0: Yep. What are they going to do with Okada Omega? Ooh, That's the that Like, they can't do a draw. They absolutely can't. They can't do they can't do the
1: draw but at the same time like can they do the draw cuz i mean i assume how, how many losses do you think they each take at least 2 right yeah but potentially 3 cuz i mean 6 and 3 in the tournament still a great record uh but like who beats them cuz it's it's again it's one of those things where the b block has like these a bunch of upper mid-carters in it and omega and okada are obviously just like two stars like who beats I think Suzuki beat probably beats Omega on night on night two the first B block night
0: yeah I th- well, I think one of them beats the other. that's one of their losses, yeah, and then Yano beats one, then Suzuki beats one and then some uh, Suzuki beats Omega and then somebody beats Okada to set up a title challenge. Yeah but like who who does it here like Elgin? Uh, big Mike is probably like the biggest like that, that's the problem as we were talking about it's not as star heavy so you look at like Kojima, yeah. Sanada or An Evil who will have great matches with everyone here but they're not title challengers. Yeah. I mean we
1: say that. I mean Evil main evented a show this year and beat Tanahashi. Juice did Juice main event that show against Goto? Oh, uh, against Goto? Yeah. Was that main I it don't... probably
0: wasn't main event. But yeah, or you could you could do Sanada's big title match.
1: Yeah, or yeah, do the Oka- or yeah, do Sonata. I don't know. It's such a weird block to try to predict and like I I'm sure Voices of Wrestling when they do their G one predictions, like B block is to me way harder to predict than A block. Who's winning? Who's winning the G one or who's winning B block? B block. Uh my my heart says Suzuki, but my gut says Omega. I I think Okada. You think Okada So you think Okada wins the G one or wins his block as champ?
0: Yep, I think Omega beats Okada to set up a title match. And Okada. But you think Omega beats
1: Okada, but Okada still moves on? Yep. Hmm.
0: That would be a very
1: interesting turn change of events. I'm backing Naito to beat Okada in the final. So you think they do Naito Okada in the final, and then they do it again? At
0: Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. And I huh. think... That what would be interesting there... Is if you have either Evil or Sonata... Beat Okada... During the block... As well... As Okada's yeah. second loss... That would be interesting mm-hmm. to have... A Los Inganolas challenger... In the fall... While Naito's has the... The, the old briefcase.
1: Mm. Yeah. Huh. That... I mean that would be... I mean... I think there's a lot of... Super interesting scenarios... For the G1 this year. Like... A, a lot more obvious ones, as opposed to the like ones that are feasible to happen. Unlike last year, where like nobody really expected Omega to make it that far, even though a lot of people wanted Omega to make it that far.
0: And no one expected Goto well, to win his block.
1: <laughs> yeah, nobody expected Goto to come out of his block, uh, especially with because uh, uh, Tanahashi and Okada and Marufuji were all in his block. So and Ishi, it was a totally stacked block. But yeah. I don't know. I, I'm excited for the G one. Uh that's why I'm currently catching up on New Japan since I was all the way behind. Uh but no, I think I think it's it's gonna be a regular G one. I mean it's gonna be great. There's probably gonna be what, there's nineteen nights, six block matches, so that's got a lot like a hundred and something matches.
0: Well there's only there's five probably going gonna matches. be like Go on.
1: <laughs> how many wait, how many? Oh yeah, why did I say six? What the hell? Yeah, so five, you know, ninety-five block matches or whatever. Like, there's probably going to be like thirty great ones. Yep.
0: And then and probably that, another like fifteen that are great, but
1: you immediately forget about them. <laughs> yeah, they, like I could see by the end of the tournament, we we're like, hey, remember when Goto and Ishii wrestled each other in the G1 opener, and it was like four and a half stars? Yep. Like, that's totally a thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Because Goto and Ishii always deliver against each other. And it's like the Ishii Tenzon match that happened last year. By the end of the G1, everybody forgot about it. But, like, that was, like, four and a quarter. And it was Tenzon.
0: Yeah, that's my the thing. If, if, like, a lot of these matches happen, I don't want to do, like, oh, if they happen on a WWE pay-per-view, they'd be better. But, like, if they happened on a random show, like, just, like, a random Corkin or a random, like, Rev Pro show, people would be like, oh, my God, it's one of the matches of the year. But it happens in the yeah. middle of the G1, and it's immediately forgotten because there are much better matches in there.
1: Yep. Especially with, I mean, just the way the G1 works. Not many people are able to watch, like, the whole shows as they happen. So, like, we're going to get into, like, September and people are going to be like, oh, uh... Juice and Omega had a four and a three quarter star match. Yeah. Well, I, 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 like, I don't know if that's the best example just because it's Omega, but, like, uh... Oh, Bad Luck Fale and Yoshihashi... Yoshihashi went four stars and nobody remembers it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for the G1. Garrett, who, so, oh yeah, you had Okada. I have Okada and Naito with Naito winning. Who, what, what is your, so that's your gut. What does your heart tell you? Who, like, who do you want to win this? If you were booking the G1, who do you have win this?
0: I'd still have Naito win. I think that's, that's the the best and smartest move.
1: I mean, I think, I think Naito obviously is the, is the smartest move as well. And I mean, I mean, it, it is set up well. And the weird thing is with these blocks this year, like, Outside of people having Yano matches, like there's not really a a designated job guy. Yeah, there's. Wait, like, I, I say that Yano had what, like five points
0: or five wins last year. Or so, like you'll probably have like Nagata and Kojima will probably win three matches each. Tops. I actually think
1: Kojima does significant. I I think it's very possible that Kojima beats an uh, Omega or Okada.
0: He could like. Last time Satoshi, Satoshi Kojima won the G One, he won three matches.
1: I don't know. I hope. I, ho- I hope Though he won New five Japan... in in twenty fourteen.
0: Yeah. I hope New
1: Japan has realized the popularity of Bret Club in the West, and he just wins the whole thing. Yeah, he should
0: win the IWGP title in, in in Long Beach.
1: I agree. Fun fact: He was the first when I first started watching New Japan. He was the IWGP champion.
0: Yeah, that was when he just came back, wasn't
1: it? I was. 2011. The first show I watched is when Tanahashi beat him for the title at Wrestle Kingdom. Boo. If only we understood the power of Bread Club back then. Yep, if only we knew what Bread Club would have turned into. It's so funny to like, because he's the first guy that like I've watched that was like a legit main eventer and then slowly got pushed down the card and now he's a New Japan dad. Yep. Like that, and like I don't think it's happening with Tanahashi yet, even though his body's like, please God, somebody give me a break.
0: Do you, do you think Tanahashi fakes that? Because, like, every like, every year, every year without fail, going into the G1, he magically gets hurt. And I think it's to downplay expectations so he blows people away. What am I'm, I'm cynical a I'm cynical about Tana, Hiroshi Tanahashi and his fake injuries.
1: I, I, like, I don't know, like, not even saying they're fake at this point, but, like, just age-wise, he's 40 years old. He I is- mean, like... I mean, I I say that AJ Styles, also 40 years old, also taking still ridiculous bumps. But, like, you have to think there has to be some wear and tear there. Like, there's got to be some, at least. I say that. I was watching a match from March. He hit a high fly flow from the top rope to the floor on Evil. So, you know, Uh, what what the opening
0: round of the New Japan Cup. I'm cynical Tanner. He's faking his injuries so that we we downplay his expectations so he can blow people away. That's what he does. I mean, perhaps if <laughs> I cynical oroshi Tanahashi. You case. may
1: be you may be something here. Maybe the reason he's wrestling Zach on the first night is so Zach can injure his arm so he he can just have like a an the ace has an underdog performance in the G one is a very weird story but a very realistic one.
0: Well, he's ace he's ace minus now.
1: He's not, he's still ace. Okada's never the ace until Tan- Tanahashi officially moves down to dad status.
0: I don't know. Tanahashi's kind of dad adjacent.
1: He is. I mean, he won a, he won a title with uh, Nakanishi this year. So, that is, that they held both of his dad days, status. Yeah, and he's in Taguchi World, so. Right, that's the greatest stable of all time. Oh, I completely agree with you. I'm not knocking Taguchi World. I want one of those uh, jackets. I want to be a member of Taguchi World. I think we all want to be a member of Teguchi World, really. Garrett, let's start... To, <laughs> let's start, like, Podcast a Week World on Twitter and see if people will buy the track jackets.
0: I, yeah, I'll, I'll go on, like, Redbubble or whatever and make them right now. <laughs> yeah, make them right
1: now. We sell them. I obviously get 40% of the profit since I came up with the idea. You have yeah. no proof? Well, I do.
0: I'm just going to edit this off the podcast.
1: But fun fact, I'm actually recording it for my podcast right now.
0: <laughs> it's Podception. What what a weird thing that would be. Did not did I, I mean, do the podcast one of the podcast thing?
1: I'm sure you did, but I don't remember.
0: I remember I did pitch that as an episode of podcast. We talked about that once that I was going to do part of the weekend show that I was going to pivot. It into being an episode of podcast today.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, it was a great idea, and
0: I loved it. But I, sh- I can't, I can't remember if you ever did. I'm not sure if I ever did it. I might have. Who knows? <laughs> well, I'll have to go back and check whether I did podception. Anyway, Tanner, that is G1 twenty seven, two thousand seventeen, which is a lot of sevens, but nonetheless, it will be very good.
1: Mm-hmm. Tor- Toriyano, Togi Makabe final.
0: It'll it'll be. A, oh god, I just vomited. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, plugs uh, plugs uh you can follow me on twitter at 10 or 1495 i also do have a podcast called the all you can hear podcast you can find us on google play on soundcloud on itunes we have a twitch page called at uh, twitch.tv slash all you can hear that will be streaming i know for a fact at least every wednesday and you can follow the podcast on twitter at a y c h for all you can hear podcast
0: it's a pleasure as always
1: Garrett it was a ton of fun as always
0: That is the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Tanner, as usual, for coming on and indulging me in my silly little show. As I said, next week, hopefully, all goes to plan. We'll be talking about the CFL. But until then, you can listen to new episodes of Podcasts a week every single week at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TWS Network, or subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, at GarrettKidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.